0: Welcome to the Paul Gunn podcast. Paul is an American pastor and chaplain who seeks to teach the Bible in an easy to understand and inspirational way to people of all ages. He believes the truths found in the scriptures have the power to change lives. Paul's church has a diverse mix of nationalities and ethnicities where the scriptures are taught in seven languages. When he's not serving his church, he's serving the military as a chaplain. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoy this edition of the Paul Gunn Podcast. The title of my message today is, When Life is Good. And this is my third and last installment on the series, Finding Your Way Back to Jesus. And I will be preaching from Luke chapter 6, if you'll turn there, beginning with verse 46 in just a few minutes. In the first sermon that I preached to you two weeks ago... When Jesus sleeps, I encouraged you not to jump ship when Jesus does not respond to a storm the way you think he should. In the second sermon, When Faith Fails, we discussed the process of turning away from Jesus. And I reminded you that Jesus loves you and that he pleads with those who have fallen away to return to a life of faith and fellowship following him and following him. And today's sermon, When Life is Good, is not so much about falling away from Jesus as it is building a foundation so that you will not fall away from Jesus. And I have to say that these three messages have really taken a lot of thought, uh, prayer, consideration, effort, and all those descriptive terms because I want these messages to communicate. I want them to communicate to those of you right here in this sanctuary, to the people in Nashville that are watching by television and people around the world watching by YouTube or some other means that we don't even know about. It's so important that we love people who have fallen away from Jesus and that we are encouraging to them and that we do our best to be that catalyst to help them return to Jesus. I want to begin this morning, before I share my points with you, by reading our primary passage of Scripture this morning. Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house... It collapsed, and its destruction was complete. On June 29th of 1995, the roof of the Sampoon Department Store in Seoul, Korea gave way. The air conditioning units crashed through the roof and landed on the already overloaded and weakened fifth floor. The fifth floor gave way, and the five-story building pancaked all the way into the basement. And in less than 20 seconds, this disaster took place. All the supporting beams collapsed. 502 people were dead, and another 1,500 people were trapped inside. And the resulting investigation revealed that this shopping complex had a poorly laid foundation across an unstable ground of previous landfill and that the structural issues that the building suffered were because of its weak foundation and its weak grounding. You know, you don't have to be in the construction business to understand the importance of a good foundation. And what is true of a building is is even more true when it comes to our faith. Someone once said that, that a per- person is either in a storm, just coming out of a storm, or headed into a storm. And it may seem like a pessimistic view of life, but oh, there is a lot of truth to that. The story of the house on the rock is a reminder... That the best time to prepare for a storm um, is not necessarily when you're in it, but before you are in it. And in this passage of scripture, Jesus gives us three pieces of advice in this scripture on how to make sure that we have a strong foundation. First, I want you to see, come to Jesus. Second, I want you to hear his words. And third, I want you to put them into practice. Three points to my message this morning. First, come to Jesus. The first step in laying a solid foundation for our faith is to answer the call to come to Jesus. And make no mistake, Jesus calls every person to a relationship with him. Every single person. But the decision to follow Christ is not simply an acknowledgment of who he is. James chapter 2 tells us, you believe that there is one God, good, even the demons believe and they shudder. So saving belief is more than just head knowledge or a simple assent to the deity of Christ. Saving belief is a submission to Christ's lordship in your life. And when you understand that, Jesus has complete authority. You will understand that he has the right to do or not do whatever he sees fit. Because Jesus is God. And we are not. So, before I go any further, I want to look at relationships in general. Please listen to this. Because I do believe that this describes why many people fall away from Jesus. When you meet someone for the first time, you become acquaintances. Uh, Acquaintance friendships are known by just being polite, friendly. But with acquaintances, you don't generally make plans to spend time together. There's really no sense of commitment. Basically, you meet someone in passing or because of some type of situation that brings your life together, such as uh, work or some type of uh, other thing, Uh, and in life, all of us have lots of acquaintances who come and go. And reflecting back on the different places that I've lived and the different situations that I've been in, the different schools that I attended, different courses that I went to, I've, I've looked back and realized that most of the people involved in those situations with me were really acquaintances. We were friendly for a short period of time, but after the situation that brought us together uh, went away for whatever reason, uh, those, those friendships went away. I might, st- I might still remember someone's name, but I'm not really making any effort to stay in touch with them. That's acquaintances. Now, in time, if an acquaintance grows, uh, two people become casual friends. And you become casual friends because you have a shared interest or hobby, and you choose to meet from time to time. And in the workplace, uh, you, you, you may see somebody regularly, often, and you get to know this person, and you enjoy meeting for coffee or lunch or something like this, and you, you share ideas and thoughts. This is casual friendship. Then in time, if the casual friendship grows, you become close friends. And close friends enjoy each other's company. Uh, close friends make plans to see each other. Close friends talk about their lives. They, they share uh, and ask for advice from each other, and they're always glad to see each other. Close friends tend to refrain from judgment. And then, as a close friendship grows, two people may become intimate friends. And intimate friends are very close. An intimate friend is someone with whom you can talk about any topic. And it's a, it's a friendship in which two people feel a strong sense of security and fulfillment within the relationship. I want you to listen to this closely. I didn't read this anywhere. It just, it just came to me. I believe that one reason people fall away from Jesus is because they never went beyond being an acquaintance of Jesus. They, Or maybe they became casual friends with Jesus, but they never became close friends. They never became intimate friends with Jesus. Now, how about you? What what phase are you in with Jesus? I want to tell you the relationship that he wants with you, is an intimate relationship. And when, when times are good, he wants to share in those good times with you. Let's not use Jesus as solely as a 911 call when there's an emergency. Uh, preparing this, I was reminded of of, an international friend of mine from my seminary days that you've heard me mention. He said something I'll never forget. He said, when times are good, continue praying and build a reservoir of prayer so that you can pull from those times when things are not good. Well, in this series about finding your way back to Jesus... I believe that many people fall away because their spiritual foundation in him is not solid. I want you to consider that. The first step in building a foundation of faith that can withstand the storms is to first come to Jesus. The next is to hear his words. One of the reasons... That Christians struggle with their faces is that God does not answer their prayers in the way that they think He should. That's probably one of the most common misunderstandings of prayer and of the Lord. A loved one grows ill, and you pray for healing, but healing does not come, and you ask, Where was God? You know that your loved one could have been healed. You know that the Lord could have done that, but he did not. Or, someone takes advantage of you and mistreats you and no one comes to your aid. Where was God, you ask? He could have brought justice, but it didn't seem that he did. Or, despite your best efforts, your business fails. Or your education goes south. Or your finances fall apart. Where was God, you ask? He didn't seem to help you when you needed him most. May I share with you, if any of those illustrate or describe you or come close to describing you, may I share with you that you're not the first person to be disappointed with God. Mary and Martha were extremely disappointed with Jesus. I mean, he was their close friend. They watched him heal people, yet their brother Lazarus grew ill, and Jesus did not come. He he didn't heal him. In fact, Jesus intentionally waited until he knew that Lazarus was dead before he intervened. When God does not seem to be answering prayers the way we think that he should or the way we want him to, it can be devastating. And for many people, it breaks their already fragile faith, especially if they are only acquaintances with Jesus, if they're only casual friends with Jesus. Jesus spoke about this type of faith in the parable of the sower, which I mentioned a little bit about last week. Jesus said that when the troubles, persecutions, and, and worries uh, come up, the seeds that, that, that fell on the thorny soil, I believe it was, choked the, the thorns th- choked the life out of those who at one time had welcomed the good news of the gospel. Folks, this is why it's so important to be rooted in the truth. Most of the time we face hardships and question our faith, When we do that, we're actually questioning God's ability. We're questioning his love. Either we think that God did not answer our prayers the way we wanted because he could not, or we think that he did not answer our prayers the way he wanted just because he does not care. And like like spoiled children, we try to formulate reasons why we did not get our way. However, when we train ourselves to listen to God's word, to really know, to really believe what he says, then we will know that God is all powerful and loving, but he is also wise. And we remind ourselves that his ways are not our ways, which I've mentioned numerous times in the last few months, but his ways are always best. And this is a hard pill for some to swallow, but it's the truth. It's a, it's a hard pill for those to swallow who, who, who view our Lord as this genie in this little lamp that just needs to be uh, shined and then, then he pops out and does little tricks for us. When we come to faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in submission to Him, in submission to His authority, and when when we hear what He has to say, then when hard times come, we can remind ourselves of the truth according to God's Word and not the truth according to our circumstances or how we feel. So to build a strong foundation, we must first come to Jesus. Second, we must hear his words. And third, we must put them into practice. I hope everyone here understands this. Maybe the little baby over here to my left, your right, doesn't understand it. <laughs> what a great child. I wish some of y'all were as quiet as this child is over here. <laughs> but, but everyone else here that can understand what I'm saying should be able to understand these points. Come to Jesus, hear his words, and put them into practice. Jesus told a story about two brothers. The father told them to to do something, and the first said that he would, would not, but he changed his mind and obeyed. The second brother said that he would, but he did not. And so Jesus asked the followers which one was obedient. Of course, they answered the first brother, the one who said he would not do something, but eventually did it. And although he had been resistant at first to the idea, he eventually did obey. So obedience is the third step in having a firm foundation. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. A good verse for all of us. Our acts of obedience do not save us, but they are vitally important in strengthening our faith. You know, athletes understand this idea. They know the importance of training, mind training and body training, so that they'll perform well under pressure. And they do this with lots of practice. Some athletes even practice in their minds, going through routines and plans mentally as well as physically visualizing success and in the same way Christians can prepare themselves for trials by obeying God's word during the good seasons during the good seasons and it's easier to respond appropriately when under pressure if you have learned how to respond appropriately when you are not under pressure see when times are good that shouldn't be taken as a license to just go do whatever you want. I remember after 9-11, I'm sure it was the same way here at Tusculum Hills. Was the church just packed the Sunday after 9-11? I remember. I saw people, I saw people come to church that, that I had never seen at church. People that we would prayed for for a long time. When, when I was at my former church, the place was absolutely full because our nation had been attacked. But slowly the attendance went back down to its normal steady state. It's so easy for us to treat our Lord as a 911, a fire alarm on the wall that we just pull down. And clearly we need to call out to him when we have need. But we also need to call out to him and obey him and be his disciples when times are good. Does everyone get that? Just be steady. Be obedient. And your foundation will be stronger and stronger. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 and 8 says, Have nothing to do. With godless myths and old wives' tales, rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. What a powerful verse. Physical training is only good for this life. Spiritual training has value in this life and the life to come. So a strong foundation requires that we come to Jesus, that we hear his words, and that we put them into practice. Make no mistake, storms will come, and none of us go through this life unscathed. Our world, as you know, you won't disagree with me on this in many ways, even though there are a lot of good things going on in this world. Our world is a mess. Because we humans have made it so. From the beginning, when sin entered into this world, every living thing was affected. It was negatively impacted by mankind's sin. And because of sin, we have a broken world with broken people. And until Christ comes again and makes all things new, that's just the way it will be. And our faith does not guarantee that we will not suffer, but our faith does guarantee that we will not suffer alone. Like the disciples in the boat on that stormy night so long ago, Jesus is with us in the storms and he alone has the power to see us through to the other side. Like Peter, when he failed, Jesus pleads with him to return to him when our faith is. Falters. He loves us and wants us to love and follow him. And like the builders who support their structures with a strong foundation, Jesus reminds us to prepare for the storms of life by sticking close to him and obeying his word. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord himself is the rock eternal. If you do not want your faith to fail, build a strong foundation on the rock that is Jesus. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock and the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. But the house on the rock stood firm. A friend of mine shared with me how long ago she quit saying platitudes like, have faith and keep on praying or just trust God. And surely those phrases are good phrases and true phrases that might be relevant at the right time. However, when people are suffering, it's best to be very careful interjecting such statements when when all is well with you, but not with someone else, with someone who is suffering. And my friend went on to say, listen to this, I wrote this down, the key is figuring out how to live a faithful, joyful, effective, spiritual life when everything around you seems to be falling apart. And I believe part of that key is being faithful when the times are good. Yesterday, being Veterans Day, I was uh, in the office here uh, doing some things, and I was going through some papers, and I ran across some papers of a friend of mine who's gone on to be with the Lord. He was a ball turret gunner in World War II, and his plane was shot down by the Nazis over Greece. And you know he knew that he was over Greece because as a boy and a young man he had looked at the bible maps in the back of his sermon at back of his bible so many times he knew that his plane was shot down over Greece I guess maybe that's the benefit of bible maps during a boring sermon and as his plane was tumbling downward and as the crew members were struggling, by the way, he was the only one who survived the plane being shot down, the crash. While they were struggling and while he was getting out of that ball turret, if you've ever seen those, those are so small. It's a, it's a contraption on the bottom of a plane where the gunner is, is really upside down most of the time shooting. It takes a small person to get in one of these, very cramped, and they sat there for hours uh, during all kinds of weather without any type of heating or air conditioning. I can't imagine how grueling that type of service must have been. And then below you, it's glass, so below you is the ground. But as he was struggling in this plane, a parachute seemed to fall out of nowhere and hit his chest. And he strapped it on. And he jumped out of the plane and was able to escape before the plane crashed into a ball of flames. You know what he told me? He said there was one thing that crossed his mind in all this chaos. Now, think of what was that one thing? You've heard people say I saw my life flash before my eyes. Or I thought of my wife, I thought of this person, I thought of the Do you know he said as he went downward with that parachute strapped onto him? Knowing that he was likely to be held. Knowing that it was possible that he might not live. He told me the thought hit him that he was saved. He's going down. The plane crashes over here. And as he's going down he realizes I'm saved. (laughs) Jesus is with me. Of all the things that could have been on his mind. The thought that hit him so strongly was that Jesus was with him. He was held by the Nazis for 16 months. Most of that time, his diet was raw potatoes. And eventually he was liberated. But the whole time while he was a prisoner of war, he had the full confidence that Jesus was with him. Wow! fantastic. But I believe there's a greater truth to that story, and here it is. His spiritual foundation in Jesus was strong. It was growing. It was secure well before the enemy bullets hit his plane. Where are you in your walk of faith? If you are in a storm Please remember that Jesus is there with you. If your faith has failed, please heed Jesus' plea to return. Please, oh please. And and if today nothing is wrong and life is good, then remember to fill your heart and life with God's word and follow his commands. So that you will be prepared when the storms of life come your way. Because they are coming and the clouds are growing on the horizon headed in your direction. And if by some chance you have never taken the first step, then by all means, do not put it off. Jesus is calling. You've been listening to the Poor Gun Podcast, produced by Marie McKinney Oates, available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tina Tran. Have a good day, mate.